When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Thursday, and I'm joined by Alyssa Farrah Griffin. This is Behind the Table. Hello, Alyssa. Hello, Brian. All right, so it is Thursday. The week is moving along, chugging along. so close to the weekend. We're so close to the weekend. I'm going to start, though, by revisiting something that happened earlier in the week. It's uh, I wouldn't say I have a bone to pick with you, but I wanted to address something. We were talking about the topic of giving kids compliments and whether you have to give the same amount to the same kids and kind of everybody gets a trophy with compliments. And you called me out. Saying that sure I did. give all the co-hosts the same compliments and you would prefer more personal attention. Okay. Well, let's I, go through I, this here. Now, I stand by my comments, but let me elaborate. Yes. I hear when you tell someone else, you know, you really crushed at that segment or you really brought your A game. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, interesting. I thought that I crushed at that segment and brought my A game. No, I listen, you've got one of the harder jobs in showbiz because you have to manage all of our personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've definitely <laughs> there. Listen, you've recycled a few compliments. I just got to say. Wow. It's good to know for the future. <laughs> this is the hardest damn thing about this job. And, and here it goes. I'm on the floor, as people have picked up on. And occasionally things get heated at the table and I have to go to the table very quickly. I've been doing this nine years. And early on, I discovered that where I stood on those commercial breaks was noticed by the other hosts. Oh, that's very true. Who I'm looking at, who I go to. (laughs) I have noticed that you and Robin both gravitate toward the middle of the table. The middle of the table, look in all areas. I kind of stand equidistant, try to make (laughs) eye contact. Sometimes I'll like, you know, like nod at one of you and then wink at the other one. And like, I'm just trying to get you guys back centered. I also feel like the other producers, they're almost remind me of like in boxing matches where they like come out Corner and rub their shoulders. <laughs> you just watch everyone's teammate go up to them. Well, so th- that's the thing. So basically for people that don't know, all the hosts have a specific producer that works with them in the morning. So, the, you know, the, the points of views are, you, are yours. They help you kind of fine tune it. They help you find if you know a, a, a stat that you want to look up or something like that. They'll they'll do that. They'll also kind of remind you of, you know, what did I say about this yesterday and things like that. So you're not repeating yourself. Mm -hmm. They're helpful. But, yes, there's definitely a part of that. There Mm -hmm. was a day that someone was wearing, like, objectively the best outfit. And then you (laughs) threw some. I think you threw Sarah like a that's nice, too. And it was like it wasn't even the same level. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? I I at least see that you're aware of it. (laughs) I am so so on the outfits and the hair and the makeup. I'm very much a guy on these things. Mm. I have a, a vague appreciation that you guys look different yeah. or good, but I have no actual, I don't know what's cool. I don't know what <laughs> hair, I mean, the hair, I, I I know it's very important. I can't very tell important. you whether it's good hair or bad hair on any given day or anything else. Usually if I mention someone's outfit, I'm I'm like Joy, I'm teasing them for like the flight attendant outfit for you. And my favorite yesterday, I think uh, Joy backstage said you look like a mechanic and asked her if you were going to, you know. Just give me an oil change. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is you all look great and and it's all good. Safe answer. Yeah, I'm much more attuned to what you're saying. So let's see what else we got going on. Let's do some Bravo. Starting with Vanderpump Rules. The new season premiered this week. Now, this is probably the one I'm most aware of because we've had people on the show. Ariana and Tom Sandoval are still living together, and it's tense. Mm. 
What did you think about the episode? Okay, so, well, I'm so excited it's back. I've been, like, counting down for the return of Vanderpump. Listen, we got a lot of, a lot more explanation of why they're still living together because it's, like, been in the tabloids in page six that after this dramatic breakup with Scandival, they were still living under the same roof. And I just could not for the life of me understand it. But now I get it. So, basically, they, they bought this home, you know, it's, let's say, over $2 million together, um, have, sh- like, shared equity in it. And he, Tom, who broke up the relationship, cheating with one of her closest friends, has still been in contact with this girl. She's getting, like, Ariana seeing mail from her and, like, love letters. And he's wanting to buy her house out and keep the house and presumably even maybe move the new girlfriend in. Mm -hmm. And on principle as a woman, I totally get parking your flag and refusing to leave. Like, (laughs) are you kidding me? You're going to give up your dream, like, first home that you bought together and decorated and, like, it was your home and just take the money and run? So I kind of get it. Um, The only thing is I feel like. Ariana's got to be making more than Tom at this point. Between endorsements, she's on Broadway. She just opened in Chicago, got great reviews. I'm actually going to go see it. Um, she's, I mean, she's doing so much that I, I feel like she's going to be in a place to try to buy him out of it. But it's basically a standoff right How now. How big is this house? Because, I mean, they've literally been, not literally, but metaphorically been burning each other and <laughs> setting each other on fire publicly for the last year. It's fairly large. It's two stories. Um, they did show he moved to, like, a guest room, and I think she stayed in the master. they see each other every That's day. what I don't get. They wor- they c- communicate through his assistant. Mm-hmm. So we're talking, this is still a highly tense, highly passive-aggressive relationship. Yeah. Um, and I do think when she was doing Dancing with the Stars, I think she was, like, airbnb So I think it's more that she refuses to sell, but she might have been staying out of the house for a bit. And she has a new boyfriend in New York. So she's like trying to not be there. But for me, I mean, if I were her, I couldn't even I wouldn't be able to stay on the side of him. Yes, I wouldn't want to give him the house, but I couldn't I couldn't deal with having a run in. Yeah, I get that, I guess. I, I mean, at a certain point, it just seems easier to move out. <laughs> I mean, one would think, but I would get anytime you drive by the house or think about it, like he gets to live in the dream house and then you're ha- the one having to pick up and start over. The closest thing I ever had to that in college, I had a, a, a three roommates in a house that we were living in, and we started off as friends, but by like two months in, we hated each other, and there was only one parking spot for the house, and I left my car in that parking spot for the entire year, never taking it out because I refused to give it up, and, yeah. and just, just well, despite my did, face. Do you ever see the movie The Girl on the Train? Yes. Which is an excellent movie. It's actually one of my favorites. Good book, favorites. too. Good book, too. Um, but that that's like my biggest nightmare is the idea of like your marriage falls apart and then your ex-husband is living with someone else in the house you built together. So I kind of can relate. Like okay. it was giving me girl on the train and that. Let's hope it ends better. Let's hope it ends better. <laughs> it seems like it is because, again, she made her Broadway debut. Right. And their business is taking off. Well, now speaking of that, do you think that her I mean, success is the best revenge? Sonny's been have has a new mantra this year where she's been saying joy is a form of resistance, which I think is another way of saying <laughs> That what what do you think? Um, yes, I do think success is one of the best revenges, and it's also I think the best way to just get over something. Like mm-hmm. I think more if you're still in revenge mode, that means you're harboring feelings, you're not over something. Success is a good way to kind of turn the page and refocus your energy to someone else, um, to something else. I should say it could be someone else too. Sure. Um, but no, I remember I, I always talk about the ex boyfriend before Justin who had the Bud Light fridge, but mm-hmm. we had a tumultuous <laughs> relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended things, but then it like it got worse after we broke up. It was just like not a happy breakup, but I it was like one of my only mature breakups mm-hmm. where I decided I was like. 
I'm going to get off social media for a while. I'm going to pour myself into my career and kind of think what's the next jump I could make. And at the time, I'd been working on Capitol Hill for quite a few years. And that's when I started pursuing the job with Vice President Pence. And I, like, reached out to his team. I made sure they had my resume. I said, you know, like, here's my experience. And within a few weeks, I I got the offer and was moved over to the White House. And once I got that job, I was so excited and interested and, like, poured into the job that, like, I'm not sure I thought about that ex-boyfriend, like, again, ever. That's great. (laughs) Until he comes up in random hot topics. Yeah. Until he calls into the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's watching you on The View. That's yeah. got to be a nice feeling, yeah, probably. Exactly. You got to think that's happening. <laughs> I think about that occasionally. It's fun. It um, is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Going back to Vanderpump again, Tom did a podcast interview this week that has gone viral. One of the things is he said he wants Ariana to keep succeeding, but that 10 months after the scandal, he wishes she would dial back the attacks and let it go. Do you feel like that? I mean, you just talked about moving on for yourself. Okay, this guy, Tom Sandoval, is Delulu, as the kids say. This man has learned absolutely nothing through any of this. There is still not an ounce of remorse or any sort of personal maturity. Um, any, the, I actively avoid comments from him, but they still come up in my in my feed. And I follow everything Ariana does and says. She's not talking about him. She's not out there trashing him. I mean, listen, on the show it does come up because it's kind of built into Vanderpump. Right. But um, she's literally moved on with her life and is thriving, and he's the one who keeps bringing it back to her. And he he's like, I mean, when I listen to him, it is I think some men kind of hit a wall at a certain age where, like, if they're not willing to grow as a person, they will forever be stunted there. And he is 100 percent stunted as this, like, kind of middle aged in a band, like, sees himself as doing no wrong and like he's never going to change. So, like, kudos to her that she got out of that mess. Yeah, no, I definitely there's definitely that. Uh, emotional stagnation that happens to some people and they just freeze at a certain It's time. so weird. He literally seems frozen in time, except he seems frozen at like 23, not like 43 or whatever he is. All right. Well, moving on to the not real... Not that 43 is old. No, I'm 47. <laughs> Thank Wait, you. Okay. By the way, I meant to tell you, you and Sarah Haynes are both 
37 in my mind. Okay. Like you're, I think of you as the same age. I think of you guys as just a little bit older than me. And I always forget that you're a few years older than Sarah and she's a few years older than me. But 37 is like what you are in my mind. I will take that. I would be <laughs> thrilled to be 37 again. I was 40 when I started this job and, and now I feel much, much older. Um, but in my head when I'm talking to you, I, I actually tend to think of us as we're similar g- ages too. Yeah. But Generationally, we're similar. We're close. Yeah. Occasionally. Uh, you didn't have the love of Scott Bakula That's that true. I had. Uh, but other than <laughs> I that, that. Yeah, you missed Quantum Leap. Um, all right. So moving on to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kyle Richards and country singer Morgan Wade were rumored to be dating for the past few months. Kyle is separated from her husband and these two seem inseparable. This week, Kyle and Morgan wiped every photo of each other from their social media. They always said they were just friends, but what do you make of this? Is this a publicity stunt? What's going on? So two things. I mean, something clearly happened, whether it's a friend, a girlfriend, a boyfriend. If you go through the you know act of deleting all your photos together, because I mean, they had tons. That means something very negative happened that you're wanting to like that publicly break with the person. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with Beverly Hills, but more frankly with Kyle Richards, who's the longest running cast member, is I feel like she's not like if you go on reality TV, you're kind of signing up to actually tell us what's happening. And I feel like she hasn't like we still don't totally have clarity on what happened with her and Mauricio. And then we never quite got an answer on what was happening with her and Morgan. Was it romantic? Was it just a close friendship? And then for this to happen, like right as the season's wrapping without explanation, I felt like it was a little weird. Um, Whenever Morgan Wade was on the show, I thought she was adorable and they had a great rapport and a good friendship. So I hope whatever the relationship is, they can fix it. But no, you're not deleting the photos if it's like, eh, you know, we're going different ways or I'm, dis- I'm interested in someone else. Like right. something happened. To delete your friend's photos is yeah. weird. Yeah. I, oh, I yeah, that, that too. I've yeah, ne- that's like unless happened. a friend like, I don't know, like does something horrible to me, I'm not actively going through and deleting their pictures. That's a break. That gives breakup. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. We have a viewer question. First, let's hear from Michael from Houston. First of all, this is so cool to be able to talk to you guys. I really love you both. And this is without a doubt the best panel the show has ever had in large part thanks to you, Alyssa. So last time Andy Cohen was on the show, he mentioned that he had a dream that he had Brian Strop as EP of The View. Alyssa, if tables were turned and Brian had to host a Real Housewives reunion, how do you think he would do? And which Housewives cast do you think would give him the hardest time? Personally, I think he'd be great. <laughs> um, thank you for the question and for listening. Um, I mean, okay, your job's not dramatically different. As we said, you have to keep the peace at the table. But I got to be honest, you'd get absolutely steamrolled. You're really? you're a little bit wow. too much, a little too much of a, a host pleaser. You like you so? want, I think you want to keep everyone happy. Like I'm sorry, Andy Cohen could barely handle Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Like I mean, that is he one aggressive got, at the, the reunions. Oh, it's so they get so aggressive. But is he aggressive? He ba- he rarely has to be, but yeah. he he'll get in there. Like he'll ask very pointed questions. He'll have to tell people like not to shout over each other. No, okay, listen. I think okay, I arrived to the situation. Let me be let fair me, to let you. Let me be clear here. Let me yeah. be fair to you. If anyone other than Andy Cohen could do it, it'd probably be you because mm-hmm. you do have to deal with big personalities. But the one thing is these women, they like this is not like the view where like they're going to stop and they're going to take instruction and like be restricted. By, I don't like, think you understand what happens <laughs> when we're not at that table. No one stops and takes instruction. It'd be like the view after hours. Yeah, I mean, so when Andy said that on the show that he wanted that his dream was to do this job. First of all, I got nervous and called my agent. And second of all, <laughs> I uh, I talked to him backstage and I was 
going. I mean, and listen. You're like, are you sure? I said, I'm not sure you did. He's like, well, you know what I do? And I said, yeah. I said, do they all have your phone number still? And he's like, no, not anymore. Only a few of them are able to call me at any time. And I said, all right. That's so there the we difference. Go. That is the it, difference. It's a different thing. No, I have nothing but respect for Andy Cohen. But, he's a genius. And No, but there's yeah. a few where he's borderline lost control of the room. Even actually Vanderpump reunion. Somebody like threw something and he had to like tell somebody to sit down and mm-hmm. they threw Andy's cards. Like he's, I mean, this, it's like a WWE match out See, there. people don't know what I used to do. I used to work before I worked at The View and before I worked at David Letterman, I had another whole thing where I used to work in old school daytime television, lie detector tests, um, paternity tests. I would have guests storm off stage. I had a, a guest fail a lie detector test, storm off stage, and then take a swing at me when I tried to, to bring her back on. I, I, okay, I, yeah. you actually might be more ready for this than I thought. I, it's 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 more than you think. So, <laughs> I, I mean, but this is, uh, yeah, I, all right. That being said, nothing but respect for Andy Cohen. For he certainly king. could do this job. <laughs> I don't know if I could host a, uh, a reunion. I, I'd, I'd like to take a shot at uh, Watch What Happens Live. <laughs> yes. Invite us on, Andy. <laughs> there we go. I'd be a, I'd be a, you could bartend. I'd be a strong bartender. Yes. Absolutely. All right. We have a, a listener that now texted us. It's from Phyllis from California. And she asks, Alyssa, did you ever see Trump without makeup? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the crazy thing is, no, um, he does it himself. Um, I've seen him put it on, but like a touch up where he already does. And man, it, like it's a little Mac, too dark of a bronze powder sort of thing. I believe it's Mac. Mm-hmm. Um and he will just like lean down with a mirror and he just does it before his appearances. I always like wanted to say like, you know, sir, let's maybe blend a little bit better. <laughs> but I just did not have it in me to do it. But I never I never saw him without it. I'm pretty sure because he would he wasn't he's an early riser, but he mm-hmm. wouldn't come down from the residence a lot of times until like nine thirty or ten in the morning. And when he'd come down, he'd be full face of makeup in a suit and like done for the day. Sonny used to say that she put makeup on for bed before going to bed with Manny. So maybe Trump oh did the same goodness. thing. Maybe right before bed with. Uh, That's like yeah. right. That maybe that is <laughs> to look yeah. good for Melania. To look good for Melania. To, yeah. <laughs> I mean. That's that's very 1950s. I feel like that's like Mar- uh, Mrs. Mazel. She used to do that. Somebody's yeah. given it up in She's, recent okay, years, say, but for a no long way. time that was something she did. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wow. All right. Fascinating stuff as always. Thank you for joining me, Alyssa. Tomorrow I'll be back with Anna Navarro, and the number to call or text us with questions is right here in this episode description. Thank you for listening. I appreciate the feedback. I'll be much tougher now, moving forward. And please leave us a review and a rating. Thanks so much. People who disappear without a trace. Where is she? The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen.